Our Bible reading today is Colossians chapter 4. It's on page 1184 in the church Bibles. That's 1184. And we're starting to read from verse 7 where it says, Final greetings. Tychicus will tell you all the news about me. He is a dear brother, a faithful minister, and fellow servant in the Lord. I am sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. He is coming with Onesimus, our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that is happening here. My fellow prisoner Aristarchus sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You have received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. I vouch for him that he is working hard for you and for those at Laodicea and Hierapolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings. Give my greetings to the brothers and sisters at Laodicea and to Nympha and the churches in her house. After this letter has been read to you, see that it is also read in the church of the Laodiceans and that you may in turn read the letter from Laodicea. Tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Thank you, John. Um, So let's pray together um, as we look uh, through this passage. So let's pray. Father God, thank you for your word revealed to us in the Bible. We pray that you'll encourage and challenge our thinking today as we look through this passage. In Jesus' name, amen. So for the past few months, we've been looking through Paul's letter to the Colossian church. We've been seeing that Jesus is the only way in, so the only way to being God's forever family, and the way on, so we should never move on from him. And today we're looking at the end of Paul's letter. Paul's been telling us again and again that we need to stick with Jesus and we don't need anything but Jesus. Today Paul is telling us that we need each other to stick with Jesus. So in your service sheets today, you'll find um, some activities for the kids to be doing. So um, we've got fact files for them to fill in um, and also some fill the gaps as well. Um, The words that are missing will appear in red on the screen. So the first thing we see today is that we need people to encourage us from verses 7 to 9. In the book of Hebrews, being a Christian is described as running a race. When you run a race, you start off with lots of energy and you really want to win. But as time goes on, you get tired, it starts to hurt, and at times you might want to give up. But at marathon, you always see people shouting, go on, keep going, you can do this, to encourage people. And we need people to do this for us as we live our lives as Christians. So Paul starts by telling us about two people he's sending over to Colossae. He tells us a bit about who they are and what they are coming to do. So, let's look at the first of our two fact files. The first person 
is called Tychicus. Now, Paul says that he is a dear brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant. He's a dear brother of Paul's. That doesn't mean he shares the same mum and dad, but he loves uh, Tychicus as a brother in his church family. He's a faithful minister or faithful servant, someone that could be trusted as a servant of God's. And Tychicus is also a fellow servant, someone who, like Paul, serves God in everything he does in his life. But what job is he being sent to do? He's being sent to the Colossian church to share what's happening with Paul and to encourage their hearts. This means he's coming as Paul's messenger, but most importantly, to tell them, go on, keep going as Christians. The second person, oh, sorry, didn't click the button enough times there. The second person is um, Onesimus, who's described as a faithful and dear brother and one of you. So he's faithful, that means Jesus is his king, and he trusts and follows Jesus. He's also described as being one of us. This is meaning that he's a Gentile, someone who wasn't a Jew, but has come to trust in Jesus. And he's been sent as the messenger of Paul's. So Tychicus and Onesimus were both sent to encourage the Christians in the Colossae to stick with Jesus. They've both helped Paul by telling him, go on, keep going. So he's sending them to Colossae so that they may encourage the Colossian church to keep going too. So like Tychicus and Onesimus, we need people to encourage us. And they need us to encourage them. So if someone's having a tough time, point them to Jesus. If someone's having a great time and they're really happy at the moment, point them to Jesus. Tell them, go on, keep going. What we're going to do now is we are going to encourage each other with something that Jesus has given to us to encourage us to keep going as Christians. We're going to share communion together. So this is a meal that Jesus told his followers to share together to encourage each other and remind each other how he lived the perfect life and how he died to pay the price for our sins. This is a meal to remind each other of what Jesus has done for us so that we can stick with Jesus too. But this meal is just for Christians. So if Jesus is not your king, please don't take the bread and grape juice. There's no shame in letting them pass you by. Also, if you're in a conflict with a brother or sister, the Bible says it's much better for you to reconcile with a brother or sister before returning to communion. So let's pray together before sharing communion together. Father God, thank you that Jesus lived the perfect life that we could not live. Thank you for Jesus' death to pay the price for our sins. And thank you that you welcome sinners at your table, that we may remember all that Jesus has done for us and encourage each other. In Jesus' name, amen. So in his first letter to the uh, Corinthian church, uh, Paul writes, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he'd given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So as we share the bread together, um, if you are a child, uh, please listen to your parents' instructions about whether you should be taking communion or not. Um, 
But this isn't about whether you've been good enough this week. This is about that Jesus has been good enough for you. So if you are a Christian, uh, please take the bread that's passed around. Um, Heather, if you could come out, that'd be great. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Um, We're going to pass down um, the little cups of grape juice. Um, If you could keep hold of it, and we can drink together as a sign of our unity in Christ. We proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So our next song uh, reminds us of how people can encourage us uh, to stand as children of God's promises. Um, So let's stand and encourage each other to keep going. Children. 
So, we've seen that Paul is telling us that we need people, each other, uh, we need each other to tell each other to keep going. But the second thing that Paul tells us in our passage is that we need people to pray. In verses 10 to 14, Paul gives us a list of people who send their greetings. Now, this might sound like they're just saying, hello. But each person has asked Paul to tell the Colossian church that they care about them and are praying for them. So Mark starts with a list of three Jews. Aristarchus, Mark, and Jesus, who's also called Justus. Paul says they've been a great comfort to him. They've helped him to stick with Jesus. And the other people he names are Epaphras, Luke the doctor, who's the writer of the book of Acts, and Demas, who also send their greetings. These three aren't Jewish, but Paul said in Colossians 3 that this doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, in Colossians 3 verse 11, here there is no circumcised or uncircumcised. So Paul has named six fellow workers who asked Paul to send their greetings to the church in Colossae. Now the church in Colossae may not have met them in person, so they may not seem that important. But they are extremely important to the Colossian church because we need people to pray for us as we try to stick with Jesus. One person who's been praying really hard for the church is Epaphras, another non-Jew um, and a servant of Christ. Paul says he's been doing this for them. Who knows what that is? What's that, Grace? Fighting. It's a sort of fighting. Abby? Wrestling. That's right, he's been wrestling for them. But he hasn't been getting any fights for them. He's been wrestling in prayer for them and the churches in Laodicea and Hierapolis. But just like wrestling requires you to be strong and for you to work hard, he's been working hard for them in prayer. And Paul says that he's seen him praying for them. But what is he praying for? He's been praying that they may stand firm in all the will of God, be mature and fully assured. He wants them to stand firm. He wants them to stick with Jesus and never give up as Christians. He wants them to be mature. He wants them to become more grown up, wiser and love God better as they walk with Jesus. And he wants them to be fully assured. He wants them to know that Jesus is everything that they need. They don't need Jesus plus someone else or something else. They just need Jesus. Paul then sends his greetings to the church in Laodicea and Nympha and the church um, that meets in her house. He's thinking about them and praying for them too. As a church, Christ Church Camborne, we've had many people pray for us, loads of whom we don't know about. And God has answered those prayers. So churches, particularly around Cambridgeshire, before we first met, were praying that God would give us a place to meet. And God blessed us with this amazing building that when the whole Camborne development's complete, we're gonna be right in the heart of the community. They prayed that people will join the church. 
God gave us a group of people who came together to plan the, the church, but also we've had loads of people join us since we opened as a church as well. And they continue to pray the same prayer for us, that we may grow in faith, that we may be fully assured in Christ, uh, that we may grow um, in our faith. So, what we're going to do now is we are going to pray together. Now, on your tables, you will see a speech bubble with prayer written underneath it. Um, if you'd like to take a moment just to write a very quick prayer, it doesn't have to be fancy or have any fancy words, so we can pray to thank God for things, uh, and we can pray for things as well. So I'll just give you a few minutes on your tables to write a quick prayer, and then if you could come up, um, if someone would be willing to read the prayer, that'd be great. Uh, if not, I will read it for you. So I'll give you a few minutes to write a prayer. Right, if you've written your prayer, um, if one person for your table could come up, don't worry if you don't want to speak into the microphone, that is absolutely fine. But if you'd like to read your prayer, then you'll be able to do that. Okay, so let's pray together. Father God, thank you for our food and for school and for our friends. Sorry for our sins and thank you, God. Amen. Thank you, God, for our friends, for our holidays and for our toys. Amen. Father God, thank you that you've forgiven us and that you've made us. Sorry that we don't forgive people sometimes. Thank you for Jesus. Amen. Thank you, God, for our church family. May we love one another as Jesus loves us. Amen. Uh, Father God, thank you for Christchurch Camborne, and please help Christchurch Camborne to stand firm in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for uh, start of school, sunshine, and summer holidays. Amen. Amen. Thank you for our mums and dads, and thank you for our food. Amen. And we pray for Asaya's cousin Eva to get well. Amen. And really quickly, I'm just going to add an extra prayer in for the Wareham's. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, we have a church prayer diary, and today is the Wareham's day to be prayed for. So let's pray for them as well. Father God, thank you for the Wareham family. Thank you for the great encouragement they are for us as a church. Uh, we pray especially for Megs as she prepares to return to work. Uh, we pray that you'll encourage her and help her settle in there quickly. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to stand together and sing about how we can share with God all of our burdens, all of our needs in prayer. So let's stand and sing what a friend we have in Jesus.
trouble anywhere we should never be discouraged take it to the lord in prayer can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows bear jesus knows our We've seen that we need each other to encourage us, to tell us to keep going. We need people to pray for us. And the last thing that we see in today's passage is we need people to bring the word of God. So in verses 16 to 18, um, Paul tells the church in Colossae that this letter from Paul is not just for them. It's also to be sent on to another church in Laodicea. Now, as far as journeys go in the Bible, I'm really sorry, that's a really bad picture. Um, as far as journeys go in the Bible, actually, this is a really short journey. It's only 10 miles. So that's like saying, take this letter into Cambridge and read it there. So Paul tells them that this letter is to go on to the church in Laodicea. And also that there's a letter coming from Laodicea that the Colossian church can read too. Both churches need people to share the word of God with them. But the gospel isn't just for people who haven't yet heard the gospel. It's not just for non-Christians. We need to be reminded as Christians of everything that God has done for us to encourage us to stick with Jesus. So we need our Bibles, but we need people who are going to bring God's word to us. We need people who are going to teach us from the Bible. In verse 17, Paul's tell, uh, Paul tells another Christian worker called Archippus to see to it that you complete the ministry you've received in the Lord. Now, there, there isn't anything to tell us exactly what the Lord had told Archippus to do. But Paul tells him to serve God in this way. 
and make sure that he does what the Lord has told him to do. So it could be that he's telling Archippus to teach people from the Bible, or it could be that he has another specific role for him. But we need people to share the word of God with us so we can stick with Jesus. So today we've seen we need people to encourage us. We need people who are going to stand there and tell us, keep going, keep going, you can do this. We need people to pray for us that we'll stick with Jesus. And we need people to bring us the word of God too. And there are ways in which everyone here can do each of the three. Your church needs you to encourage people to stick with Jesus. You can encourage people by showing them how God is working in their life. You can encourage them that God's working for their good when they're going through really sad times. You can pray with them and pray for people. And we can also share the word of God with each other. And this isn't just people who stand at the front of church. This isn't just people who lead the children's groups. We can speak God's word to each other. So if you're having a conversation with someone and they say something to you, and actually you have a passage that you know will be helpful and encouraging to them, why not share that passage with them? Why not talk God's word to each other? Paul's final instruction is to remember my chains. He reminds those of us who are free to share the gospel outside of a jail that he's currently imprisoned. He's currently in jail. Even to this day, people lose their jobs. People are put in jail. People even die for sharing the gospel with other people. But these people do it because the gospel is the only way by which people can be brought from death to life. It's vital that we share the gospel with people. But we're also to pray for people um, who are in jail, people who are um, losing their jobs, people who are at risk of dying. Um, and also, we need to use our freedom to share the gospel. So let's pray together. Father God, thank you that you give us other Christians to help us to stick with Jesus. We thank you for those who encourage us, those who pray for us, and those who bring God's word to us. We pray that you'll use us to help each other and people in other churches keep running the Christian race. We pray for those who risk their freedom, their jobs and their lives sharing the gospel. We pray that you'll help them to know your presence with them and that they will continue to stand firm in their faith. Help us to continue to run the Christian race even when we face opposition. In Jesus' name. Amen. So we have a job to do. We have a role to play to help each other to stick with Jesus. So let's sing together to end um, a song called O Church Arise, which reminds us of our need for God and that we are to live together, sorry, that we are together as we live for Christ. So let's stand and sing. Got it. 
Please take a seat. So Paul finishes his letters to the Colossians with a very, very simple farewell. Grace be with you. Um, so we're going to end the form part of our gathering today uh, by saying this together. Um, if you've never um, said this in a church before, uh, this is just something to encourage each other as we finish our formal gathering together. Um, so let's read this together. So may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.